Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Birchy Legal. I am your host Molly and I am joined by my co-host Abby. Hello! <laughs> you saying hello is always delayed, we really need to get better at that. <laughs> and um, this week we are going to be talking about something A, very important and B, very topical given the timing and that is how to effectively research a law firm. So today, excitingly, we are joined by Bethany Wren from Law Careers Net, and she's going to give us her insight on how she thinks this should be done effectively. But I will hand over to Bethany to introduce herself a little bit more. Hello, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Very excited to be here. This is my first um, external podcast that I've been on. Oh! Um, I know, it's first time for everything. Um, my name is Bethany. Um, I am content and events manager at Law Careers Net, where I have been for a few years. Um, hopefully everybody knows about Law Careers Net. We are an online information resource um, for students, and we just have so much information um, for students and aspiring lawyers about how to pursue a legal career. Um, and hopefully today I'll be running through some of the stuff that we have um, that can help you in this particular angle um but elsewhere we also have a podcast we have the law careers that podcast uh, and we do videos and we do events um so there's loads of stuff there for aspiring lawyers and i'm excited today to um, share some of my advice that i've picked up um over the past few years about how students can effectively research law firms perfect i actually think i think law careers net was the first kind of legal site that i came across yay and then <laughs> yeah <laughs> no yeah because when, when you start out but I mean before you even get to the stage of researching the law firm there's definitely a stage of working out kind of what resources are even available yeah, where to, to go. you it's like you need to research where to research the law firm and it's really quite important considering there's so many law firms out there that are quite similar but then also distinct on very small but also massive factors. Yeah, I think when you're when you go onto law firms' websites, they can all tend to look really similar. So it's mm. good to have just like maybe a little bank or checklist of things that you want to find out upon reflection of the kind of work that you want to be doing and the kind of people you want to be working with. And sometimes that's not always immediately apparent just from their first page and it can always look like they say very similar things so it's good to have an idea in your mind of exactly what you're looking for I, th- I think that the first thing you know when, when we talk about um making law firm applications um and we talk about you know it's going to take a long time and you're going to have to really put work into it um I think students kind of they think oh that's actually that's the physical writing of the application form right but actually I would say the the majority of the time on on making an application should actually be on researching your employer researching yourself researching the profession the industry that you're hoping to join um so I'd say you know re- research is just such a crucial part of, of the application process and you're right in that you know one of the first things you need to do is work out what you want because that's going to be able to um, enable you to find law firms um, that match your interests so and and, and kind of what and your motivation and and what you want I mean I I always say that um what do I always say (laughs) (laughs) this thing always rolls off my tongue Uh, um, I always say that researching a law firm is really important because obviously you need to show um, kind of future employers that you have taken the time to um, kind of research them and you've made the effort to find out who they are and what their strategy is but so that's the kind of first first part of research but research is also very much a two-way process it's about finding out if that firm um, does match you and if that firm kind of is going where you're interested in going I mean I think I always say as well a good example would be you know you could 
perhaps start researching a firm um, and then suddenly go, oh, hang on, this doesn't really seem like it's the right one for me. Or, I'd, you know, I'm reading about their culture or I'm reading about this or this practice area or whatever. And that's not really what what I, what I where I envision myself. So perhaps that would be a good you know example of using research to even say, well, that firm's not for me. It's about narrowing down your options and you really can't do that until you've done effective research. So um, hopefully today we can kind of run through some things to think about when, when we talk about researching and also some places that you can go. Yeah, and it is two years and you don't want it to be a waste of two years. And I don't think it's also if you started researching a firm and then you decide that it's not for you. I I think sometimes even I find myself doing it. You're like, I'm in at least two hours of researching now. Let's just carry on because I've done this much. But I think in yourself and you won't to actually be able to say, step back and think, no, this is not the firm for me. Let's push that one aside is actually a large yes. part of the process it is we we say research you know you have to have that willingness to disregard because there's effectively no point in applying to a law firm that you're not you know 100% excited about and committed to because that's not going to come across well in the application for mm. itself you know if, if you're not really keen on the firm I, I tell you what recruiters will notice because you know mm. they, they're looking for people who know the firm inside out but also people who are excited about working there and want to work there and if you're not excited about it then just don't apply there's no point (laughs) (laughs) on that note let's dive into our first point so the first thing we wanted to talk about was kind of like different types of law firms out there and beyond just writing in your application I want to apply to x because you're an international law firm you need to pick out what it is about said international law firm that means that you would like their kind of cross-border complex work and things like that I'd also just quickly like to note there is, I found that some large firms really are picky on whether you call them a global law firm or an international law firm. And I think that's something you should really try and mimic their language. In if they, Because even though if they're global, they're international, some of them do just like to be called a global law firm because they see that as bigger. That's interesting. I had the same thing, but between regional and national. And I picked up that they like to call themselves a national firm and actually... The lady interviewing me said, I'm so glad you said that. So many people say regional and they get it wrong. Um, So yeah, that's a really good point. Look at what the firm likes to be called. I, th- I think it's important that you don't you don't have to say right I'm I'm just going to go to for US firms because that's what you know if that's what you want then that's fine you d- you don't have to just apply for the same type of firm but you do have to have an awareness of a what type of firm that firm is but b you know I I, I, I hear students all the time saying well everyone's applying for these magic circle silver circle firms or you know London city firms and that's that's not what I want but I feel like everyone's doing it so I should do that it's like well no that's that's totally fine so if, if you want to apply for a regional or a, you know a national firm or you know even a high street firm that's absolutely fine but you just have to have done that kind of had that thought process to work out what you want um and, and why and then kind of go, go for that route um and then also kind of just be aware that yeah as you said you know international national you know don't don't apply for a um you know a national firm and be like oh I'm just so excited to go to your you know Dubai office like it's a very obvious thing you know to do but just make sure mm. you know where their offices are you know um yeah they're global reach you know um yeah kind of basic facts that you can just google hopefully you will um have done that before you apply to the firm (laughs) i've also been told 
before that obviously sort of think about your sort of application pool as even though you can apply to where you want think about if you're in an interview and they ask you where else have you been applying and you're in a US law firm with offices across the world and then you've also said you've applied to this national law firm just think about does that really does that show what you really want out of your career so just sort of make sure you're mm. not just like applying everywhere just because you feel like yes. you have to and it opens up your pool. But you should really have like a distinct understanding understanding, sorry, of why you actually want to train there. On the there. flip side of that, I would say in my second year summer, um, I worked at a couple of different places. They weren't all law firms, but <clears throat> they varied in size. Um, and that actually did help me inform my decision then going into third year that I knew the type of firm I wanted so yes on the one hand don't just be firing out applications for the sake of it because it will be quite obvious but also I don't think if you don't have if you hadn't had that much exposure yet don't get caught up on thinking I have to apply to a city firm and I'm going to rule out everything else because I don't think it's cool and everyone else in my year is applying to city firms. So I think be prepared to try different things because if you haven't had that exposure, you might not know what you like yet. And so much of it is just figuring out yourself. Mm, and I do, definitely. even though I'm sort of contradicting myself now, um, I did do a lot of work experience in high street firms. I did some... Um, at the CPS and I really tried different areas but then also high street and regional firms and that just sort of clarified to me that that's mm. not where I want to be so now doing open days and applying to vacation schemes and training contracts and even just talking about content and commercial and corporate law I know that's something that is definitely for me now rather than those other firms so it is almost like to put your fingers in a few ponds and then exactly and I think sorry this is going to be a tangent now but I I think students worry about oh well I'm applying for this this city firm but I but I had different types of work experience at other types of law firms so they go well then they're going to look at my application and they're going to say well why have you had an experience in a high street firm or why have you only why have you not just had experience in one type of firm if that's what you want to do but actually having had experience in in another type of firm and then using that as reasoning saying well I had work experience here but actually I found that I much preferred this type or I felt like I was missing this or it was lacking it you know you can use as you said you can as you can use those experiences that you've had to show why you want to pursue something different um so that's just my tip for students as well that um or if you have good reasoning and you can kind of phrase things well and it, it, and you've actually thought about it and you can demonstrate that in your applications and that is still really um important to recruiters for, for your kind of reasoning for applying for that for a specific type of firm so obviously international firms us firms regional high street they all differ also in the way that they actually look at different practice areas, sectors, clients. Obviously, practice areas and sectors are also very distinct. I'm going to jump in here. I, I I think that's exactly right. You really can't apply for any law firm without knowing what they do and what their practice areas are and, you know, know that there's one that you're interested in. I've heard so many stories from recruiters, that, uh, you know, people people applying or turning up on the day to an interview and going, you know, being asked, why do you want to apply? Why do you want to work at this firm? And, you know, they'll mention a, a certain practice area. And A, you know, that practice area doesn't they don't do that work which is just no no that's bad research oh. b um I, something i would say to be careful is just make it make sure that 
that they offer training contract that you can do a seat in in that area because I have heard stories of um you know some firms have really small departments that might just have a very small team and they might not you know offer that one as a seat equally I think actually that that depends between the locations so you'd need to look if, if a firm has like if a firm has like six locations around the UK and they might say here's all the seats you can do oh by the way in Manchester you can't do four of those you might just look silly if you then turn up to an interview in the Manchester office and say, I'm really interested exactly. in doing this. And they go, oh, you can only do that if you're in London. And, and that's why that's why research is so important. But that's also something that maybe you, you'll have to kind of dig, dig, dig in to find, to find out. It might be that it's not obvious. So you'd, you'd have to talk to someone, which is why kind of having, having those questions to ask people if you go to face-to-face events or virtual events is, is so important to kind of get that more insight. And just, just, and just on clients, my top tip for applications is just putting the word client in, even just putting the word client into an application is just so, so important. You have to show an awareness of the firm's clients and um, you should be able to, you know, do some research and find out some recent deals or have a look on the website or the legal press, that sort of um, thing to find out. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, lawyers serve clients and if you don't know who the clients are or you don't really know kind of how those relationships with clients work at that particular firm, um, then you're kind of missing an opportunity to, 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 to kind of impress and make a good application. And I think with clients, sort of say showing that you recognise who they are, that is almost commercial awareness. Commercial awareness in itself. I think sometimes I can get a bit um, intimidated looking at like recent deals companies have done and stuff. Particularly if I don't recognise the names of the companies. Mm. And on that point, I would say I was made aware recently that the household names, the the high street names, for example, that you know. Um, aren't always in a kind of professional context going to be what that company is called so for example like parent company as well exactly yeah. exactly so on a on a previous episode i think i talked about zara and their parent company is interdex and if i just saw um interdex is looking at shutting 1200 stores that would mean nothing to me so sometimes don't be put off if you don't recognize the company's names and also like don't be afraid of digging deeper and finding out like who their subsidiaries are. Also, I think it's important to say that when we say, you know, research deals and clients, no, you're not expected to be a walking encyclopedia of everything that firm <laughs> has ever done. But perhaps what you could do and, and as part of your research process is pick out a few stories, pick out a few headlines. You know, the Zara one's a good a good example and link that to your own interests or just kind of dig a little deeper on one or two deals or cases that you've read about just to show that you've actually taken the time to find out what that firm does or, you know, that and, and that's all part of the commercial awareness as well, you know, link it to hey I'm really interested in the future of you know the fashion and the high street and what's going on that just kind of segueing it into your own interests um is a really good way to to, to impress and and show that you've done that research not only on you know the firm but on their clients but also on the profession and also on yourself and what's interesting to you so yeah don't feel like you have to know absolutely everything that a firm has done but even just having one or two kind of stories or deals or cases in in your head that you can refer to is a really good um kind of thing to do when you're researching and pick mm. ones that actually interest you because if you then have to get to an interview and have to discuss talk them, about it there's yeah nothing if worse you don't than know talking or, about yeah. something that you actually find mundane and actually sleepy so you might as well pick <laughs> something that you can actually talk about with enthusiasm the next thing on our little list was to do with um law firm strategy um 
as a trainee, that might not be something that's at the forefront of your mind. Um, but I do think if you're applying somewhere and you're looking to have a career there, it's perhaps something that you should be conscious of. So when I when I say strategy, it, it is a bit of a buzzword and you might not know what we're talking about. Um, but it would be things such as, does the firm have a history of mergers? Are they going to be acquiring lots of other companies and you're going to have to be working with new people a lot? Um, perhaps they're looking to become an ABS and what might be the implications of that for you? Or has their growth been a bit more slow, steady and organic? I think it's about, um, you know, firms are really big, as you said, strategy is quite quite a buzzword. And again, you're not expected to be like, well, here's your, your strategy report that was published on your website and I've gone through. No, it's more just a kind of general feeling of what the firm is doing and what they're trying to do what they're trying to achieve and then if you can link that to um your kind of own interest you know if 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 the if the firm's recently merged or is going to merge you know just being able to say well that's really exciting you know we've merged with this firm which does this and now you know I'm excited because that's brought in this area into the business that sort of thing mm. or even you know if if they're expanding you know saying well I know that you're looking to expand I don't know in in South America and you know that's really interesting to me because I speak Spanish, for example, and would love to go mm. out there. And, you know, even just things like that, being able to kind of link it to your own personal um, kind of goals and motivations and interests. Uh, and again, you know, it's not knowing everything. It's just being able to pick out one or two things. And, and obviously, you know, not, not every firm, especially if you're applying to perhaps smaller firms, they're not going to, it's not going to be immediately obvious. And they might not have one kind of conquering strategy yeah exactly exactly all over their website yeah exactly but but you know perhaps that's something you could uh, find out by speaking to someone there if you're able to speak to a lawyer at the firm and you know ask them where, where, where do you see the firm in five ten years what what are you looking to achieve how are you growing or are you wanting to grow um it's all part it's all part of the research and, and it, but it's, it's important for you as well because you don't want to go into a firm um where they're like well yeah world, world domination all firms are going all uh, lawyers are going to be sent overseas you know that would never happen but you, you know <laughs> <laughs> you, you you might not want that so there's no point applying to that firm so it's all part of the kind of two-way process of trying to show that you're interested enough to find out what they're doing and also trying to make sure that it is the right place for you as well I think strategy is one of the one of the more I mean not that they're like graded but it's always kind of an impressive thing to tap into mm. because it kind of gets to the heart of showing that even if you don't know what their five-year plan is, you can appreciate that a law firm is a business and it does have kind of exactly. business goals. And that's why it's. That's why, even if you're not sure, I think it's kind of equally as impressive if you're in an interview or something like that to just ask the question. And it's really good to just show that you're even thinking about it. I was just going to say that uh, another point that I had in terms of something to think about for strategy or the future of the law firm you're applying to, a good one, perhaps if uh, another buzzword, I'm afraid, but legal technology is another one to start thinking about. Um, you know, lots of firms are getting really big into that. They're even, you know, offering special training contracts and, you know, opportunities for trainees in that area. Um, so I think that's something that you should definitely, if you're interested in, um, and say you are, you were applying to a firm that, you know, there's quite a few firms out there that are doing a lot in this area. You you would be silly not to mention it so I think that's another thing about research is you do you have to research because you don't want to be missing something really big like that if a firm is you know 
crazy about legal technology, crazy about legal tech, law tech, doing loads in that area. If you then applied to that firm and you didn't mention it, it would look a bit odd. Um, but that's just something mm. that I've seen a lot of firms doing and I've seen a lot of students getting excited about. So um, maybe part of your kind of research process could be seeing if there's anything like that um, going on in, in, at the firm. The, the last thing um, on our list, which is actually... The phrase I'm going to use is actually taken off Law Careers Net's website. So. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's called um, the firm and you, and I think we've we've like woven this into our discussion mm. up until this point, but let's like really hone in on it now. And things we were kind of thinking about, it kind of builds into the experience that you're going to have during your training contract, and all these factors um, influence it. So things like the size of the trainee intake. The level of responsibility or supervision, um, are you going to have the opportunity for secondment? What are their retention rates like? Are you going to have good career prospects at the organisation or are you kind of going to have a bit of a glass ceiling perhaps? Um, and then, yeah, like you said, what's the what's the technology like? Are you going to be doing everything paper-based? All these things are definitely worth considering and are kind of going to make up your experience throughout the two years and beyond. And I think for me as well, I always focus on like sort of corporate responsibility, pro bono work, the environment, diversity, just and inclusion, just because they're things I like to, they're sort of the big things that all law firms talk about, but you actually want them to show they really care about rather than just sort of like ticking off like a marketing exercise. And I think you actually getting deep into like corporate responsibility actually looking at the pro bono initiatives they do and where they focus and spend their free time slash money is quite important to me are they going above and beyond what they can do for the environment or are they doing the minimal um and the same with diversity and inclusion are there initiatives for women are there initial initiatives for BAME and LGBT community um but I guess really it's for the firm and you you really need to focus on what matters to you and it will matter it different things will matter for different people so if I focus on pro bono work and the environment someone else might focus on like training intake because they really want like um training hands-on lots of people say that US firms obviously the intake slightly smaller so it's a bit more independent you get more work early on yeah I think like practically how this could end up affecting you day to day if we if we run with the example of the size of the trainee intake, if you've got quite a small trainee intake in a firm, um, when you're doing a seat, there's a chance that you will be the only trainee doing that seat. Um, so you might have a lot of um, dialogue and potentially more scope for responsibility versus if you were doing a seat with one or two other trainees. I think one of the other implications of that is I mean, I personally would prefer a small trainee intake because if I was doing seats alongside other trainees, I think I'd feel quite competitive and like I was being compared to them quite a lot. Um, And I think it just depends on the kind of person you are. But this is why training contract applications can often be quite a kind of self-reflective exercise because it really needs to get to the core of what do you want from your experience exactly I think a lot of the things you've spoken about but before this are kind of I'd say very you know cold and hard you know what 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 type of firm is it where are their offices um you know who are their clients what are their practices that's just kind of very um kind of objective things to think about but 
you know what's really important is the culture as well and again culture is another word that I'm afraid law firms will will bandy about and they will um that you go on their website and they'll say they'll all say very we're an open and inclusive culture very warm and very you know they'll all say kind of similar things but all, all of the things that you've just mentioned just there are you know so so important you know is there diversity and inclusive inclusion um kind of initiatives is there pro bono you know the trainee size the size of the firm itself is going to might have an impact on the culture you know one that i always think about you know especially in post-covid world flexible working options um you know a lot of firms talk about work-life balance as well are you somebody that wants to um leave every day at 5 p.m you know do you have caring responsibilities do you have children well i'm sorry um it might be more difficult if you applied for a kind of very uh, I'd say aggressive uh, law firm in the city because you know they will have a lot uh, a very different working culture so Mm. but but you have to as we said first work out what's important to you the most important thing in an application to a law firm is is you and um, you can't make a good application or an effective application without first having identified. So I really like what you said, um, Abby, about um, the kind of you, you picked out four things that are important to you, you know, so that, that that was kind of your not personal brand, but that was like your little checklist of things mm-hmm. that you could then talk about, you know, with enthusiasm. I could hear there that you were enthusiastic about diversity. You were enthusiastic about the environment. So, um, you know, firstly, that's really great because you'll be enthusiastic when you talk to people from that firm and when you apply but also it means that you've kind of got a little um checklist to narrow down i mean i always say on law uh, on law careers net we have a directory of a thousand uh, uh firms and companies that offer training contracts um so you know there's there's a lot of options out there and you <laughs> really well. yeah you physically can't apply for them all so um you know researching and uh, thinking about what you want and w- what you're good at and what suits you will hopefully narrow it down because you just don't have time um to make a thousand law firm applications be the best version of yourself in the best place for you Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I was um, thinking about what was important to me, it, it can be quite a hard thing to narrow down. And I was thinking a couple of weeks ago that actually perhaps one of the one of the ways to work out what's important to you is imagine imagine like it's an episode of Take Me Out, and you're down to two firms, and let's say by some miracle you've got two offers on the table they're both really good firms and they're offering similar things what's the question you would ask both of them to differentiate them and make your decision yeah if you've just got one question what is it at the end of the day when all's said and done that you really care about um and I thought that was quite a good mental exercise I think I think that's a really good idea though because it's like when 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 it comes to it what what is the most important thing to you and, and it also puts it puts the power in the hands of of an as an applicant that actually ultimately you're the one that gets to choose who you apply to so um I think that's a really good exercise and just to say I love that um whenever we talk about applying to firms or making applications it always comes down to these kind of dating analogies it's you know <laughs> it's you're, you're entering into a relationship with the law firms so you need to write your love letter to the law firm we always say that <laughs> so I like that we've extended now we're on now take me out blind date I don't know what's next I struggle with dating but I struggle with getting a training contract more <laughs> I think it's so important what you said is like just to kind of round this off as an applicant I think it's so easy to feel like you just have to accept offers from anywhere that will take you because you're so powerless but these are your applications and this is your future 
and you have every right to be picky and tell people what you want and decide that you don't want to apply for that firm and that doesn't meet your interests. So don't think that you don't have power. Mm. Don't settle for crumbs, as Florence Given said. Don't <laughs> settle for crumbs. Researching law firms can seem like a daunting task and it's often hard to know where to start. The first thing I would say is training contract, vacation scheme and paralegal applications alike are a two-way street. You want to know that the firm will suit you because at the end of the day it is your career. So researching a firm is as much about understanding yourself as the place you're applying to. So start thinking about the kind of things you might want. So for example, the kind of culture you'd want, their clients, the size of the firm, trainee intake, any specialisms they might have and some common opportunities to name but a few. You can basically create your own checklist of things you're looking for and just apply accordingly. On that note, you do have control and decision-making power. Don't be afraid to rule out a firm, even if you've already spent half an hour on the website. If you're not passionate about a firm, it will show, and you'll just end up wasting more time in the long run. Finally, not all of your research has to be online. You can attend events, albeit virtual ones, you can message trainees, basically just anything to help you get a more genuine feel for the firm, and putting in this extra legwork will show commitment and help you stand out from other candidates. We hope you found this episode useful, and thank you so much to Bethany for joining us. If you want somewhere to kickstart your research, Law Careers Net is a great starting point because it gives you great profiles of individual firms and the recruiters. As I said during the episode, it was actually the first place I looked when I started training contract applications and I found it really user-friendly. If you have any feedback or questions on anything we touched upon today, please contact us on virtuallylegalpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on LinkedIn. And we'll see you in two weeks' time.